1: Make-believe ballroom time And free to everyone It's no time to fret Your dial is set for fun Just close your eyes And visualize in your solitude Your favorite bands are on the stands And Mr. Miller puts you in the mood It's make-believe ballroom time we are of sweet romance. Here's your make-believe ballroom. Come on.
0: Hi folks, I'm Jeff Bressler, turning on the lights of the make-believe Ballroom and welcoming you into my crystal studio for another program of the great hits of the 1930s and 1940s. I'm hosting the show to keep the music and traditions of past hosts, Martin Block, Al Jarvis, William B. Williams, and the legendary Steve Allen Alive. Whether you're one of my longtime listeners or a new listener on public broadcasting or community radio stations across the U.S. as well as in the U.K., grab your dance ticket, it's free, and let's reminisce. Hello, world, and from coast to coast on public university and community radio stations, welcome to the Make Believe Ballroom, and thanks for joining me this hour as I share some wonderful swing jazz and big band music and many of the stories behind the records, and the personalities who recorded them, I hope you're all doing well. I always love it uh, here on The Ballroom, when I can introduce you to some artists you might not be that familiar with. The case in point is Ida Cox. Ida Cox uh, sang in church choirs as a child in Georgia, and she ran away from home in 1910 when she was a teenager and performed in minstrel and tent shows as a comedian and singer. She went on to uh, tour the country throughout the teens and 1920s, sometimes singing with uh, jazz greats like Jelly Roll Morton and with King Oliver at the Plantation Cafe in Chicago. Ida recorded extensively through the 1920s, often using pseudonyms such as Kate Lewis, Velma Bradley, Julia Powers, and Jane Smith. And unlike many of the classic blues singers of the 1920s, Cox continued to perform and occasionally record during the Depression in the uh, 1930s. She spent most of the decade on the road until 1939, when she performed regularly at the Cafe Society Nightclub in New York City. During that same year, she also appeared in John Hammond's Spirituals to Swing concert at Carnegie Hall, which uh, revitalized her recording career. She released records uh, under the name of Ida Cox and her all-star band and Ida Cox and her all-star orchestra during that uh, time period. So let's start off this week's Make Believe Ballroom with Ida Cox and her all-star band, I Can't Quit That Man, recorded December twentieth, 1940.
2: I'd never see the day when a love-crazy fool I'd be Used to stall them all, loved to see them fall My men would just play things to me But when that Superman came along He made me change my song I can't quit that man I can't quit that man Everything it takes to make me love him he's got Right from the start he put me on love spot I can't quit that man I can't quit that man His loving is delightful, delicious, so sweet his modernistic technique makes love complete now you understand why i can't quit that man
0: How about a drummer who you might not be fully acquainted with, who uh, early in his life really exemplified what a child protege is? Vic Burton began playing drums in a Milwaukee pit orchestra at the age of seven. (laughs) Yes, seven years old. By age 16, he was already playing with the Milwaukee and Chicago symphony orchestras. In 1924, Uh, Vic formed a friendship with Bix Beiderbecke, who we covered on our program last week, and started managing and occasionally uh, playing drums with the Wolverines, uh, the band that Bix was in at the time. Burton soon moved to New York and played with Red Nichols and his Five Pennies, the uh, Roger Wolfe Kahn Orchestra, and the Paul Whiteman Orchestra. By the end of the 1920s, Burton was considered the greatest of all jazz drummers by many. He often played in commercial bands that uh, paid him a big salary, but uh, they didn't showcase his talents as well as they might have. Uh, Vic moved to California in the late 20s and formed his own band and stayed active through the late 1940s. Let's listen to Vic Burton and his orchestra with Devil's Kitchen, recorded on Columbia in New York City, June the 14th, 1935. <laughs> more musical talent you might be hearing for the first time today. Buster Bailey was a master of the clarinet and was educated on the instrument by a classical teacher Franz Shope, and that's the man who taught Benny Goodman. As a member of uh, King Oliver's Creole Jazz Band in the early 20s, Bailey met and became friends with Louis Armstrong, who was also a member of the band at the time. In 1924, uh, Louis left King Oliver's Jazz Band to join Fletcher Henderson's orchestra in uh, New York. Within a month, uh, Louis Armstrong extended an invitation for Buster Bailey to join him as a member of Henderson's band. Uh, Bailey accepted and moved to New York City. Buster Bailey went on to become a a highly respected sideman working out of New York City. In the mid-30s, Buster had his own group uh, going called Buster Bailey and his Rhythm Busters. I like that name, and I also like this recording. Buster Bailey and his Rhythm Busters with Slow Jam Fizz. Slow spelled S-L-O-E like the drink. I'm Jeff Bressler and you're listening to the Make Believe Ballroom. As always, you can reach me at Jeff at Makleeballroomradio dot com. That's Jeff at Make dot com. I mentioned that Buster Bailey was a student of the renowned clarinet teacher Franz Shope, who also taught Benny Goodman. Now another one of Fran Shope's star pupils was Jimmy Noon. And Shope often had Goodman stay after a session to uh, play duets with Noon. And I think you can hear the echo of Noon's technical ability in Goodman's playing. Many of the songs that Benny loved, uh, Sweet Sue, Sweet Lorraine, I Know That You Know, uh, were all Jimmy Noon favorites. And I think that there's a clear line to be drawn from uh, Noon Chicago bands to the uh, Goodman trios and quartets. I'll let you decide. First, Jimmy Noon and his band with Sweet Georgia Brown. <music> Now let's listen, since we uh, just familiarized ourselves with Jimmy Noon, and see if there is a style similarity as Goodman plays Sweet Sue, this version recorded in New York City on November the 18th, 1936. That was a very talented Goodman Quartet uh, in 1936 that just played Sweet Sue. You had, in addition to Benny, Teddy Wilson on the piano, Gene Krupa on the drums, and Lionel Hampton playing the vibes. Thank you for joining me this week on the Make Believe Ballroom Trivia Question, Trivia Question. According to the Guinness Book of World Records, which orchestra leader recorded the most musical sides on 78 RPM discs than any other person. According to the Guinness Book of World Records, which orchestra leader recorded more musical sides on 78 RPM discs than any other person? And the answer is Ben Selvin. Ben was born in New York City and started playing the fiddle in nightclubs at 15. He eventually started his own popular band at 20, where he was eventually dubbed the Dean of Recorded Music. So how did Ben Selvin make it into the Guinness Book? Well, one reason for this uh, prolific output is that he recorded for dozens of different labels uh, during the 20s and early 30s, uh, which was a high-growth time in the uh, record industry. And he also used a different band name for each label he recorded with over 25 names, such as uh, Barney Trimble and his Oklahomans, Jerry Mason and his Californians, and Chester Layton and his sophomores, among others. How about I play a couple of uh, Selvin tunes, first up, when Yuba plays the rumba on the tuba.
1: he was homely he was dumb and so was uber just a big ambitious bum he wouldn't do her so much as sue a piece of gum but this is news to me i understand her he's an overnight success he's in demand why i never could have guessed well he found a big faced tuba, then he bumped his way to cuba and the rest is history down in havana there's a funny looking booba he plays the rumba on the tuba down in cuba Oh, any saple sell an apple, but this chap would rather grapple with his umpa, umpa, umpa. They prefer it to a ploopa, doopa, doopa. They love the rumba on the tuba down in Cuba. It doesn't take him very long to get a tumble, for all the rumba lovers go into their rumble. Oh, how I'd like to be his double, for without a bit of trouble with his oompa, umpa, umpa, he can knock eleven ladies for a looper. They love the rumba on the tuba down in Cuba. He's not a queen. Heart. He blows a mean horn. a must-be-seen heart. Oh, he's a whiz. Why, oh, Havana love this funny-looking booba who plays the rumba on the tuba down in Cuba. I can't believe it, but they tell us every peanut bend is jealous of his oompa, oompa, oompa. They prefer it to a booba oompa, oompa, They love the rumba on the tuba down in Cuba. They love his oompa, 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 oompa.
0: I'm Jeff Bressler, and you're listening to the Make Believe Ballroom as I am playing a couple of tunes by Ben Selvin and his orchestra. My Sweet Tooth Says I Wanna, But My Wisdom Tooth Says No was performed by Ben Selvin and his orchestra with a vocal refrain by the Pickens Sisters, recorded on Columbia, July the 14th, 1931. And at that same time, uh, Selvin was directing music for Columbia. The Pickens sisters, uh, who you will hear, Grace Jane and Helen, uh, came from Macon, Georgia. Though never as popular as their contemporaries of the era, the Boswell sisters, uh, the Pickens sisters had uh, marvelous harmony. In 1935, the trio broke up, but uh, Sister Jane pursued a career as a soloist, and she sang with Eddie Duchin and had other club dates around New York for many years. (music) ¶¶ time for a quick break but when i return more music coming your way from coast to coast you're listening to the make-believe ballroom my dear friends just a quick reminder if you'd like to hear past episodes in this series or uh, maybe you joined in late today and want to hear the entire broadcast you could either go to the Public Radio Exchange at exchange.prx.org and enter Make Believe Ballroom in the search, or go to Radio Public at radiopublic.com and also put Make Believe Ballroom in the search for my past broadcasts. Also, if you'd like to contact me, I'm Jeff at makebelieveballroomradio.com. That's Jeff at com. I also welcome you to visit my Facebook page at Retro Radio Land. That's Retro Radio Land on Facebook. And I'd also love if you would listen to my commercial-free internet radio station, Syncopated Times Radio Syncopated Times Radio That's for the best in big bands, hot jazz, swing, and ragtime. Syncopated Times Radio keep
1: on dancing. Though you've only a small room, make it your
0: ballroom. Let's dance. Folks, welcome back to the show. I hope you enjoyed the first half of the program, uh, where I delved uh, into some recording artists whose work you might not have been familiar with. And, you know, I think it's important uh, that these musicians and vocalists uh, not be forgotten. But, folks, let's get back into the ballroom's comfort zone, our uh, sweet spot, so to speak. I've been telling plenty of stories during the first half of the program, and how about just some straight-out music to open the second half? Two for your pleasure. Let's open with Glenn Miller and the Woodpecker song, vocal by Marion Hutton. Recorded in 1940.
3: Each morning bright and early To wake up all the neighborhood To bring to every boy and girly His happy serenade on wood Hear him picking out a melody Peck, peck, pecking at the same old tree He's as happy as a bumblebee all day long Come on and try that rhythm just let your heart beat with them. And when you hear that tick-a-tick tick, tick-a-tick, tick, tick-a-tick, tick, sing right along, to serenade your lady, just find a tree that's shady, and listen to that tick-a-tick tick, tick-a-tick, tick, happy little woodpecker song.
0: Always fun to listen to Kay Kaiser. Here is Kay along with Harry Babbitt, Sully Mason, and Ish Gabibble. Cause My Baby Says It's So, recorded back in 1937.
1: Cause My Baby Says It's So. Good reason that I know, only that my baby says it's so. Night is day and day is night, the moon at noon is all aglow, just because my baby says it's so. I caught her kissing someone else to my confusion she said what i saw was an optical illusion now i was wrong and she was right and as i said a while ago that's because my baby says it's so Hot is cold and slow is fast. Hey, don't hand me that stuff. I don't believe it. No, sir. Well, anyhow, Ish, my baby says it's so. Up is down, bad is good. Now, Sully, just where did you get that information? From my baby and my little baby says it's so. You must be squirrely to believe all that kind of stuff. The only way to get along with a girl is to stand right up on your own and tell her, girlie, cut it out or papa gets rough. pardon me, but who's that lady standing right behind you? What lady? Uh-oh, my wife. Now, like I was saying, you take my wife, now she's different. Yes, sir. That's my baby and anything she says is so.
0: Friends, I pledge to read one listener email per program, so let's dip into the email pile for a listener's uh, comments. Today, we head to Austin, Texas, where Jeremy Raines uh, listens to the program on KJZX 89.1 FM. Um, Our syndicator uh, of the Make Believe Ballroom has been providing the station with some uh, programming, Unfortunately, the COVID epidemic has forced uh, this brand-new all-jazz community radio station to keep their uh, DJs out of the studio. Uh, So I'm happy that shows like the Make Believe Ballroom can fill some of the gap. Love to be on the air in Austin, Texas, the uh, hometown of my daughter and uh, her fiancé. So Jeremy writes, I enjoy listening to the Make Believe Ballroom on 89.1 in Austin. Uh, last week, you did a segment on Bix Beiderbecke. I'd uh, mentioned that earlier in the program. Uh, and Jeremy uh, goes on to say, I love the Louis Armstrong audio about Bix that you played. Sounds like, in addition to being a fantastic coronet player, uh, he was a nice guy who unfortunately suffered from alcoholism. You just wonder if his life would have ended prematurely if he had lived today with all the advances and treatments to assist those uh, with addiction. Uh, Good point there, Jeremy. Uh, Jeremy then says, I uh, used to hear your show in Northern California and wondered if you're ever going to give away those gold microphone and music note pens. Blast from the past. Uh, Keep up the good broadcasts, Jeremy. Uh, Thanks, Jeremy. Yes, I used to do a little trivia with a a really cool gold uh, microphone and music note pin for the winner on uh, many of my programs. Uh, Maybe next week we could do a trivia question with a giveaway. Uh, We did one earlier today about the Guinness Book of Records without a giveaway. The uh, problem is we're on so many different stations that uh, play the show at different times. It's uh, hard to figure out a definitive winner. Uh, I'll get back to you guys next week. You know, I'm thinking I really would like to do that again. And thanks again, Jeremy. I- I'm going to figure out a way to make that work because I still have some of those gold microphone and music note pins in my inventory. I was also uh, just thinking about Bix Beiderbecke and a prank that was played on him by the great jazz violinist uh, Joe Venuti. Uh, let me key up a Venuti number While I look up that prank, hang on for just a moment, go into the playlist. P-Q-R-A-U-V. Okay, here it is, Joe Venuti and Eddie Lang. I found a new baby. So I found some uh, Venuti prank information during the uh, song. Uh, Joe Venuti uh, was something of a prankster. And in perhaps his most famous prank, uh, Venuti called 26 tuba players in Hollywood and told them he had a gig lined up. And uh, unfortunately for those tuba players, there was no gig. Uh, Tommy Dorsey said in recalling the prank that it was actually 37 tuba players to meet at Hollywood and Vine, and Venuti just wanted to see what would happen when they all arrived at the same time. But unfortunately for Venuti, the uh, musicians' union made him pay compensation to each musician who showed up for the event. And as we were discussing, Joe Venuti was also famous for when, once on the road, he gained entry into Bix Beiderbecke's room and filled up his bathtub with jello. How about another Venuti? Certainly one of my favorites after you're gone. Joe Venuti, Eddie Lang, and their all star orchestra. <laughs>
4: You're gone There's no use denying You'll feel blue You'll feel sad You'll miss the dearest value you've ever had There'll come a time Now don't forget it babe. There'll come a time When you regret it Someday When you grow lonely Your heart will break Like mine and you'll not me Only after you grow, after you grow the way
0: you've gone. Joe Venuti, Eddie Lang, and their all-star orchestra. And an all-star orchestra it was with uh, Charlie Teagarden on the trumpet. Uh, Jack Teagarden in that record played the uh, trombone and did the vocal. Benny Goodman played the clarinet. Joe Venuti, of course, on violin. Frank Signorelli on the piano. Eddie Lang on the guitar. Ward Lay on the string bass and Neil Marshall played the drums. Let's keep the music going as we go to 1938. Bunny Berrigan, Tain't So Honey, Tain't So... still have some time left, so let's head back to World War II and two of the most popular songs of that wartime era. G.I. Jive was a 1944 song written and originally performed by the great Johnny Mercer. Uh, Johnny intended to write a song that the soldiers would like to listen to overseas. And the song became the biggest hit of all the songs, dealing with soldier life during World War II. The single was a hit twice in 1944 by two different performers. Uh, Mercer hit number one on the Harlem Hit Parade for one week, and peaked at number 13 on the pop charts. Just three months later, uh, Louis Jordan also made it to number one on both the Harlem Hit Parade as well as the pop chart. I know I've played the uh, Jordan version in the past, but never the original Mercer record. So Johnny Mercer singing his own composition of G.I. Jive.
4: This is the G.I. Jive, man alive. It starts with the bugler blow and reveille over your bed when you arrive. Jack, that's the GI Giant Roodle de toot, jump in your suit, make a salute. Voot, after you wash and dress, more or less. You go get your breakfast in a beautiful little cafe. They call the mess, Jack. When you convalesce, out of your seat, into the street, make with the feet, reach. If you're a PVT, your duty. It's to salute the L-I-E-U-T But if you brush the L-I-E-U-T The M-P makes you K-P on the Q-T This is the G.I. Jive Man Alive They give you a private tank That features a little device called Fluid Drive Jack after you revive Chunk all your junk Back in the trunk Fall on your bunk clunk. G.I. Jive Man Alive They give you a private tank That features a little device Called a fluid drive Jack, if you still survive Chunk all your junk Back in the trunk Fall on your bunk clunk. Soon you're counting jeeps, but before you count to five, seems you're right back digging that G.I.
0: Wow, I thought I had time for two from World War II, but I'm totally out of time. Thanks for joining me. See you next week on the make-believe ballroom.